Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday night. You know what that means right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. That means Roto Slappers is live. And I'm going to make this short and sweet because we got a big one. We got a lot of special guests for you. A lot of friends here. We're going to have a whole lot of fun tonight. But um, yeah, we're going to do a mock draft. You know who's next to me. Uh, this way. <laughs> this way. That's Tim. TK, how you feeling tonight, buddy? Yo, streets, what's good? Like you said, I want to make this short and sweet too, man. I usually run this shit down, but I want to be really, really quick. But I want to get our guests in. I want to get this mock draft rolling. So, yo, before we get going, what do I always say? Please hit that like button on this video and please subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network, sports, wrestling, entertainment everything we got sitting right here and you don't just gotta watch us i know i know you want to watch streets he's pretty he's the face that runs the fantasy space but you ain't gotta watch me if you don't want to watch me you gotta listen to me put bloodline entertainment network into your google search bar and you can find us on audio spreaker spotify apple music iheart anywhere you get your audio you can find us and when you do that best of all what's gonna pop up bloodline network.com your home for all of our sports all of entertainment, all of our wrestling, and everything my man right here does, all of his articles, fantasy football, everything he does. What you just put out? Your wide receiver sleepers. You got a wide receiver bust, running back sleepers, top 200 rankings. This man is putting in the work. Get over to bloodlinenetwork.com, and when you do that, it's just not our articles. You can find all of our videos. You can find all of our audio and our merch, bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. And tired of bored, uninspiring merch? Well, you need to go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. We got merch for everyone. Men, women, kids, and the home. We got tanks, V-necks, T-shirts, coffee cups. And we can't forget about beach towels. That's right. Get your ass off that hot ass sand and get your Bloodline Entertainment Network beach towels. Bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. For your pleasure. That's right. I know. I know it's hot. Where you some did of that our button perfectly. Are. Like it mixed I, right in. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's hot where some of our guests are. So get you a Bloodline Beach Tile and get your ass off that hot ass sand. And like Street said, we got plenty of guests. So I'm going to let him get into it. Introduce them. This is the Roto Slappers and Friends, live mock. Let's go, Streets. All right, I'm going to bring everybody in after this quick video. Basically, we're doing your standard. I say Kinko's. I always use Kinko's. Um, so your Kinko's Office League, uh, PPR, one quarterback league. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to get started in two minutes. We're going to introduce everybody. But I got an intro for everybody that we're bringing in. Bradley is not here, but he is in the intro, and he's he's with us in our hearts, so I kept him in there just in case. But let's do this. Let's get this mock started.
I had a plan. I had to give everybody a little intro so you can run through a wall. And I'm gonna start bringing everybody in back to the stream. Welcome, gentlemen. That was fantastic. That was awesome. Bravo. Back to my childhood watching the old Bulls. I know. I'm not even a Bulls fan. So that's but I figured history. Respect the history. That intro. This gets everybody going. Everybody in the mood. Every now everybody's blood's pumping. Uh now I can Yeah, I think the, the only thing the intro missed was one of these. I will cheer <laughs> you, my brother. You gotta get Ray Clayton for joining us. Oh wow. There you go, Zach. There you go. Question, why is it? A bunch of bulls running the streets of Chicago. It should be a bunch of bucks the way we've owned that team over the past few years. Oh, early. All right. So. Oh, that got me fucking fired up, streets. That was fantastic. Great job putting that shit together, brother. Oh, yeah. All right. So, with that being said, if everybody's ready, we're going to get this bad boy started now. And uh, there we go. Streets, you could probably kick this down to 60 seconds now, right? Or are you still going to leave it at two minutes? I'm going to leave it at just to get just the first go. So, everybody, when they make their pick, they can introduce themselves, like, do a, a fun little. And I'll mute this too. Then we'll kick it over to my man Gator. What's up, fellas? How really you doing? I don't have a an intro that's even going to compete with that with that one you just put out there, Street. You so were part we, of it. Your name was in it, so know, that, that is know. your intro. Yeah, but it, it was just I like I almost missed it. I looked back to grab my beer, and it was like, oh shoot, my, there goes my name, and then Maddie's <laughs> name, and I was like, oh, I see what he did there. I see what you did there. That's, that was phenomenal. Great job there. We are the starting lineup. Yes, we're starting even lineup. though we're drafting against each other, we're kind of all on the same team tonight. Right, that's kind of how I look at it. Well, I am Gator. I am uh, with Fantasy and Frames doing uh, a lot of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, so the graphics and stuff like that, as you can see. Um, the, the, I met Tim and and Streets through the the Scott Fishbowl mock stuff like that. Um, become become pretty good buds over there on on the Sleeper app. So uh, I have been, I've enjoyed hanging with you guys. So I appreciate y'all inviting me on tonight. No, thank you for coming. Appreciate it. You, you guys, Fantasy and Frames does awesome stuff over there. And you yourself, too, how many mocks in SFB did you end up doing? I don't want to. It's over 200. It was over 200. <laughs> it's over 200. It was ridiculous. <gasps> yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of mocks. It was an incredible That's amount incredible. of fun, man. And again, like, thank you so much for putting all that together. I had a blast. I probably did like 45, 50 myself. It was. Every day, I'm like, I'm bored at work. I'm gonna hop on a mock. I know there's gonna be a mock at least once an hour. It was, it was. You, you guys just did a great, great job, and what you guys do in fantasy and frames is fantastic, man. Thank you so much for coming on tonight with us. Absolutely, Absolutely. thank you. Caused me to cause me to mess up my pick right there, but that's okay. <laughs> also, you, you didn't want to go huh? You didn't like CMC, huh? No, I didn't want to go yeah. CMC. Not, not with the way that the, the 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 lineup is set up, but I I'll be fine with it taking the the RB one on the, on the first six weeks of the year. Maddie, welcome, Ooh. my man. 
Bow, bow. Yeah, baby. Back back in the saddle. Glad to be here, guys. Love slapping it around with you, Roto fans. Uh, dude, pumped <laughs> to be here. Pumped for this Monday night mock. And, uh, yeah, three wide receivers set. I think you got to kind of hammer home these top, top-tier wide receivers in the first. So just with what we've seen, you know, with the breaking news today and everything else at running back, I love the CMC pick, too, as well, though, because that was right there with it. But Chase just seems like a lock. Hopefully, uh, Burrow's here for a speedy recovery. But pumped to be here, guys. Pow, pow! Welcome. <laughs> yes. I love it. I. It doesn't even – if it's two wide receiver, I've seen Chase go, too. So, I don't even think that even makes a difference for him at this – I don't – Yeah. I, I can't hate on that pick. I have him four. As crazy as it sounds still, though. I still would take McCaffrey and Eckler and then Chase. But I can't. I love Jamar Chase, so I'm not hating on it. Running back is a wild, wild time. We got Rhino's on the clock who's not here, so we could talk now for a little while here. Oh, my bad, Streets. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, Maddie, I'm pumped that you came on. Thank you. And, yo, check out Maddie's shorts. He put out three shorts on the Bloodline Entertainment Network on YouTube right here. Just doing fucking great work. Marvin Mims, Jonathan Taylor, and Streets on your boy, Brock Purdy. So Absolutely. Go, go ahead and check those out. Maddie's That's Maddie's boy, Brock Purdy. Matt, so Maddie sold me on Brock Purdy. It's hard not to, man. I mean, you've seen that system with Shanahan. You've seen Lance kind of well, shit the bed. So. Rhino. Oh, no, Autumn. Tyreek Hill, huh? It's all right. I know Rhino's around, so he might have said it. He might have come in there and said a cue. He might have, not realizing it's two minutes per pick, but hell yeah, who's on the clock? Zugi. Zugi. Really quick, then I'm gonna Maddie. I'm so sorry that your face is gonna be covered for a quick minute. I'm gonna just run the chat down. Really appreciate everyone for being here. Uh, The Wonder Woman of the chat, Courtney. What is good? I'll raise my one to you. Great in the bin buster. Director's cut tomorrow night. Check it out. Appreciate you being here, brother. Uh, yes, absolutely. Get on the get on the Discord. Check out the Discord. Uh, I'm talking sports, wrestling on there all the time. Appreciate that. Putting that up. What else we got? Dom, what is good? Brother, top rope wrestling talk every Friday night. Check it out. Bakley, what's up, man? You're, you're in this draft, right? Ginger Academy. Appreciate you being in the jet in the draft. Thanks for being in the chat. Let's see who else we got. Kayla, what is good? My bloodline sister. How are you feeling tonight? Jordan, hope you're having a good evening, my dude. Faction cast, KPG. Appreciate you being here, brother. We got Doc in the house. What's up, Doc? Appreciate you being here, man. Thank you for showing up. We got Bucks and Six. Oh man, we got we got we got we got another Bucks fan in the house. Okay, oh, Bucks, Bucks are nasty, man. Bucks are nasty. There we go. There we go. Dylan, what's good, man? What's good? You had a great, great show. Go back and check it out. Don't feel the advantage covering just the Saints right before um, we were on. Go back and check that show out. Appreciate you guys all being here. How do I turn? That's how. Okay. Damn streets, where are your boys at? Where the fuck Rhino and Zoogie at? He just texted, he just messaged saying he's at the gym. Hold on, he's pulling his phone out, so he's here. <laughs> Idiots. Fucking two, two you wanted to mock tonight, too. Two so that's, you still can't get him to fucking I know. 
that's the lovely part. It's okay. I just fixed my little my noise issue. That's fine. I wanted the first round to take a little while, so everybody has time to talk and everybody has time to introduce themselves, and then we can once we get cooking here. See, that's how that's how we do things here. <laughs> Damn it. Three out of the first four picks wide receiver. Do you think it'll actually go like that? You think Ty where do you think Tyreek Hill actually goes if he doesn't get autoed? So so here's the thing with Cooper Cup has the, the injury now. You're that's your DND, you've said, right? Yeah, fuck that. I'm not taking him. I was all about it, but nah, man. I'm good. So you won't D so if you DND him, a lot of some others are probably gonna be a little bit nervous to take him now with that hamstring injury. Tyreek Hill has to pump up, right? Where does he move up in the first round now? Oh, hell yeah. There we go, Streets. You were you were trying to figure out uh, who was in at 11. There we go. Appreciate you being here, brother. Perfect. Perfect. Where would you – I don't – is Tyreek Hill even that crazy? Have one for with the way running back is kind of just erupted? I don't think it's crazy. I don't love it, but, I mean, I think it's – it's not a terrible pick at that either. I mean, yeah, it's tough right now to feel great about so many of the running backs just based off of – well, I mean, so many holdouts and injuries and, well, you name it. Every running back that's actually good in fantasy is pissed off right now, it seems like. It's like they're just realizing that they only have a six-year lifespan and the NFL doesn't want to pay for that. Who knew? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It, they got no leverage. Um, it sucks to say that. I hate saying that about running backs. All right, hold on, though. I'm giving him two seconds here. He's going – he's hopping on now. And then Rhino hopped in, too. So, here we I go. I don't mind Tyreek Hill pick there. I mean, he's probably the – he's probably one of the top four or five wide receivers. But you look back at history with him, and there's only been that one year where he didn't play 15 or more games. So, he's there is no injury risk you can look at like we're, we're looking at with Cooper Cup right now. So I don't mind the, yeah. the Tyreek Hill pick right there um, going off, you know, at, at the third wide receiver. I guess that's that's going to absolutely just be a a personal call on you on whether you, you want Cup or you want A.J. Brown or, you know, Amon Ra or whoever else that that is could be in that tier. But he's he's definitely in that in the top end of that second tier. If you put Justin Jefferson and, and Jamar Chase, Chase in, in a tier alone. Feels definitely in that second. I I asked uh, team two three who he wanted at four. So maybe if you want to swap. Oh, he's he's nope. very happy with it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a for an auto pick. I don't even know if it's really that auto-y anymore because cup injury in the running back landscape. Yeah. We're gonna see plenty of Tyreek Hill, I think. Uh huh. Tyreek was falling during Scott Fishbowl season with the legal issues. I mean, now that that's kind of been resolved, it, it makes a lot of sense him rising back up again. Agreed 100% with that. You know if Zugi's able to pick while it's paused? I don't know. Uh, nope. Well, Travis. There we go. To be honest, that's another one. I know Timbo – is going to be upset on that one. Um, was, was that an auto? I don't know. Yeah. I'm asking him. But I know Timbo's been taking Kelsey a lot. 
I know Gator has I know Gator has a lot of fun with Kelsey too in that first round. No. I remember that one one draft, buddy. No, I, I, I fake it. <laughs> that was a Scott Fishbowl draft. I know, no, no, I know. I'm just kidding. That like, was a tough to be oh, honest, I picked one three in that. I, I did that because I, I I picked from the four spots in Scott Fishbowl. That night, um Nate Markham, who was on, on with us as well. He's also picking the four spot. He actually got there before I did. He won the three. I, I took the one. And going off of that, I took Travis Kelsey because of, well, the, the scoring settings. Yeah. In my actual fishbowl draft, I had, I had a choice of at four taking Travis Kelsey, and I did not. I ended up taking a quarterback, which is the exact reason I, I took the four spot to begin with. So I took a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, at four, Travis Kelsey, and then then fell to seven. Ooh, and you're, you went to seven in your in that draft. Yep, he fell to four in ours. I was three, and I took quarterback also. I just couldn't. Man, I tried mocking with him too at three, and it just I just never liked it. Yeah, I'm going. Like it. I'm going to Eckler here. I still have Eckler as my one. So, you think he's going to have another hundred catch season? I think he'll come close. Yeah, I'm ready to find out. I mean, at 107, I think that's good value as well. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Usually, I like to go the zero uh, zero running back approach, but you know, there's certain guys that you know I kind of just want to trust their production, and Eckler's one of them. Where you know, there's not the same holdout concerns. You know, obviously, he's not happy either, but He's continued to play, and I mean, he's he's relatively durable comparatively to some of the other top running backs. I mean, he's had his own issues, but still, yeah, I feel like at 107, definitely a good value. Yeah, I think he's going to – I'll see – he'll get his work in still in the receiving game, and I'm not – I know a lot are worried about the red zone touches. Um, but with Kellen Moore, Zeke, I think, was led the league in red zone touches, like – two two years ago and then or three years ago and then two years ago he was third in red zone touches per game so i think zeke's just aging and inefficiency led more to uh a split like a red zone backfield there so i think as long as eckler's still good he's still gonna see heavy red zone use even last year zeke had uh what 10 touchdowns inside the five or something correct and he's still and that's splitting with Pollock more he still saw all that, so you're spot on in that. So I think red zone usage is still going to be there for Eckler. I like Eckler more as a, a high floor guy. You know, for me, I don't know That's, if he can be RB1 again. I don't, I'm not necessarily expecting all the red zone touches per se, but it's more so about what's his floor. And he is so consistent at producing towards the top, so I feel confident in it there. Yep, I agree. Sean, Bijan. Yes, sir. My man. I love I but shit, I've got him one five overall, so I love the pick for you there. Uh yeah, I mean that offense they showed last year with Algier, you know, they're gonna run the ball and Arthur Smith doesn't like to throw, he's allergic to throwing, I guess. I don't know what to do with Pitts last year. I yeah, mean Pitts in London don't right. like throwing the football. You have two elite targets and he's like, Nah, let's just pound it with uh Algier and was it Tyler Huntley and Damian Williams and whoever else they had. You know, I think Bijan is the real deal. He's going to help in the passing game. Yeah, 300 touchback. Look, with with the 
risk running backs become out there and a lot of the guys uh the bell cows McCaffrey, Eckler. The first two running backs are what 27, 28 years old that we're taking right. to here. And I get it, I'm still gonna take them there, but uh Bijan at this point seems one of the more safer options for age, 300 touches, the whole nine yards. And then Tim with a little Barkley 110. Steel, I'm fucking dude. I'm in fucking love with this pick, dude. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> in love with this pick. It's and I'm in love with this pick too, dude. All day. I'll I'll always be running back heavy, and if you give me Saquon and Derrick Henry starting at one time, I'm fucking all in all day on it. But no one wants to listen to me. I want to hear from uh, when Tim swears. When he's when Tim swears, he's very excited. By the way. I'm very fucking <laughs> excited right now. Yeah, no, that's you how. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. But I want to hear more from Gator Raiders, and I want to hear a little bit more from Sean. Uh, introduce yourselves, boys. Gator yeah. Raiders, talk about your uh, talk about your your swing, and let's go back to Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, C.D. Lamb is probably a the one twelve. Uh, I, I prefer him to A.J. Brown. I see some regression there this year. Uh, I I like the Cowboys this year. I think uh, they want to run the ball more, supposedly. But who the hell is that going to be? I mean, Rico Dowdle. So <laughs> I mean, I've heard Mike McCarthy say that before. But yeah, right. And I, I'm, a, so I'm a Packer fan, man. So it's brutal to know that guy's still a coach in the league. But uh, <laughs> I, I digress. Uh, and then after that, uh, I thought about Amon Ra, but I, Chubb's been getting the third down work in camp. Jerome Ford's mm-hmm. kind of dealing with some nagging injuries. So, uh, I mean, Chubb could be could be a bell cow. And there that's one guy who's not having any contract issues. Um, one thing I wanted to add to JT, I saw just went, that was the guy we were talking about the 1.1 last year and what he's now going middle of second round. If you're taking a risk. So <sighs> yikes, how the game changes, you know, Love but it. thanks for having me on y'all. <laughs> no, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you. Love that, too. And, yo, and really quick, you talk about running back, running back, how I'm excited about having Barkley. Yeah, Taylor's Henry. ridiculous to me. <laughs> Fucking Christ. But that's what we're going to – we're entering that realm as this happens with, with Taylor, Jacobs. Um, it's crazy. It's – some teams are going to start with – there's going to be plenty I, – I think Heath Cummings has completed that from CBS earlier, and he was spot on when he said there's going to be plenty of drafts where somebody starts Jefferson – Taylor Jacobs or something in their drafts this year because of the holdouts and the weird going on. And that's just silly. Bananas. Is I, I mean, I'm a big JT guy. Uh, I'm going to trust that he's going to be back at some point. You know, I, I try not to. He's supposed to be back this week. Yeah, I try not to get too caught up in all the drama because, I mean, most of these guys, there's only a select few that we've actually seen hold out, you know, across any position, any guys that, are that are unhappy with their contract. There Only goes. so many actually commit to it. So that's where I'm like, I'm just ignoring the smoke and I'm going to trust that, you know, I don't think Anthony Richardson, I think he's an exciting prospect, but I don't know when he's going to be starting or what he will necessarily be year one. And that's where I'm just going to trust that it's going to be in JT's hands most of the time still. Yeah. Well, J- JT showed up at camp today. Um, so he was, he's back. Um, the, the problem is the one hundred percent. The problem for these running backs is not necessarily the contract. It is the fines when they hold out, because yeah. their contracts cannot be be, be lucrative as as another position. Fifty thousand dollars a day is not chump change to anybody. I don't care 
how much you make in a week. And when you're on a rookie contract like Correct. JT is, it's even more. Yep. You know, you can like, it, I believe, right? Huh? The fines, I believe if they're on the rookie contract, they can waive the, the fees. I the mean, the teams, the, the teams can waive them at any time, but they're – Okay, if Ursay is going to go and get a, a damn whale from Florida and ship it to California and not pay JT, <laughs> he ain't waving no fine. He's still, I think he's still pissed off about Andrew Luck quitting on him or uh, retiring. I'm sorry, not he didn't quit, he retired. Um, retired. I think, that was in Italy when that, that was wild when that went down, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I did. I think that's probably the, the issue with, with damn uh, you, Gator. Well, I mean, you what. <laughs> Um, I think that's the issue when it comes to JT, um, or you know, getting paid and with Ursay. That's the problem. The other issue with that is that because of this collective bargain agreement, JT's got no zero leverage at all. No, they got none. The running backs, period, have none. All of them, for the most part. It's kind. It's sad. Even though he's on his rookie deal, the Colts can franchise him for the next two years. And he has to first. He has to accumulate the year too, right? So it's like you have to pl- get through this season um, to even have this year count. Then you could still be tagged again. So and, and holding like out, a, I get it. You know, rocking a hard time, He's he's still trying to get that next deal. Like if you want that Aaron Jones treatment, where you get that big contract, you have to year in year out produce. And I know JT has been a model of consistency when he's on the field, but at the same time, you know. If he tries to sit out half this year, that's definitely going to be a detriment in his long-term, you know, attempt to try and negotiate some bigger money. You know, because what if he's unhappy with his contract a couple of years from now? You know, whoever's trying to pay him some big bucks when that time comes, they can always use that as leverage, saying, look, are you going to be unhappy with us in a couple of years as well? I don't think JT will be like that. But, you know, that's definitely what can be used against them in that situation. Yeah. I mean, they got to do something. I don't know what the, the the fix is. Is it shorter rookie deals, like two years maybe? It'll never happen. Backs, I know. It it, they'll never, never get that in the CBA like, either. Mary Smith <laughs> as, as the as the uh, head of the C, of the uh, Players Association. It'll never happen. Yeah. They're kind and of just screwed. We've got a guy in a fullback jersey over here. I mean, shit, running backs think they have it bad. Look at fullbacks. Pretty much extinct now, and they never got paid, you know? Running backs think they have it bad, and it's like, well, shit, life could be a lot worse. <laughs> Just use check, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, Gator stole Waddle from me. A little recap here as we go, but that's okay. I'll take my RB12 and PPR. Gibbs. Yeah, fuck. They're like UB. Waddle and Smith, that's fucking nasty. I almost went Smith. I still, I'm gonna keep Stevenson where I have. I'm not that scared of Zeke. Hey, nobody, nobody should be scared of Zeke. Um, no. <laughs> the the only thing you should be worried about with Ramondre is inside the probably the the ten. Um, yeah, maybe steal, bad you know, there. Maybe steal on a few um zone, red zone touchdowns. But Ramondre, you know, Zeke was no good at receiving last year. That's that's what caused Pollard to be so valuable. Um, Stevenson has shown that he's valuable. In the receiving game as well. Oh, That's yeah. the only thing that, that worries me with Zeke. Maybe what five, six times he's going to steal maybe a, a, a quick rushing touchdown this year yep. from, from him. That's it. Uh, oh, there's I, I was going to say, tell him to put down the pink weights real quick. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but no, that's but I agree. No, for sure on that. Yeah. He, Stevenson yeah. was a, 
as a beast everywhere but inside the five yard line. So, and I'm we'll see what Zeke even has left. I think my next pick is might be a surprise. Um, I think it's going to be good value if he's not taken directly in front of me. I hope I don't get sniped already because, uh, well, that's just going to tell me that I'm going to get sniped a lot more. You know, usually if it starts early, it's just a downward spiral of getting sniped almost every round. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't take Maddie, first guy with a quarterback. Yeah, man. These first – going into this year, I'm just trying to really not take chances those first three or four rounds. Then I can get cute. And go for high upside guys, but the first three rounds I just want to nail. I want to make sure I got a guy who's elite at every position. So to me, Mahomes, Mandrews, Chase, don't have any issues there. Locked yeah, it I up. I don't a... have to reach for a tight end later. Don't have to worry about a quarterback. I no, can you... just you know stack up on depth at running back and receiver here on out. That's the rainbow start. You're just you're going with the rainbow start. And <laughs> favorite start streets. What's up? I mean, how how many wide receivers or wide receiver two threes that could be a wide receiver one? Uh, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, all these guys you can maybe get in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round to me. And then running back, same thing. You got Mixon, Aaron Jones, guys like that, that, you know, a little bit later I pivot to should be able to, you know, get me at least in the playoffs. At least that's the way I feel. Then I can kind of start swinging come fifth, sixth, seventh round. Well, Aaron Jones will not be able to help you because he'll be uh, keeping my flex spot. Right yeah, really too. He'll be keeping my flex spot nice and cozy. Yeah, that single QB is just such so different. Your players go so much faster. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yo, really, really quick, I want to just acknowledge the chat. Really appreciate you guys all being here, blowing it up. Dirty Dango, what's good, my dude? Thank Question you for being marks. here. Tribal Chief, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you tonight. What is going on, my dude? Who else we got? Nick, what is up, brother? Hope you're having an excellent evening. And the First Lady, what is up, JT? Appreciate you all for being here for sure. Yeah, Maddie. Courtney. All right. And Courtney, a rainbow start is where you start with different positions. So you have like a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end, hypothetically. And you'll see. Look at the colors, too, on the board. So, like, Maddie right now has blue, orange, and red. So he has a different position kind of that goes down that list. So it kind of ties into the whole rainbow thing, too. It's kind Beautiful. of like a reading rainbow. Yep. I can go anywhere. I used to hate – I'm so – I used – like, late quarterback has done it for years. Things Always been my cup of tea. But, places to go. But uh, this year, you know, it's it's tough. When you get 30 players in – it's it's really hard for me to justify some of these other guys over a Mahomes or an Allen or a or a Hertz this year. Well, that's where you have to go and figure yep. out if if you can find the the two flex positions that that are going the two flex and the one quarterback that is going to be able to equal that same you yep. know point output right. So that that's where you, you know if you're going to be looking at at quarterback. Late quarterback twos, early quarterback, sorry, mid quarterback twos, the late quarterback twos. That's what you got to figure out is that those, those point values are 16, 17 points per game. Now I've got to make up seven points in my in my two flex spots, plus hopefully gain a point every week. Yep. And or hit wanna, the guy who breaks out. 
I just want to mention for the sake of the mock too, it's only one flex spot for this roster construction as well. Just to well, look up. at the quarterback run yeah. now in the third. I agree though, Jesse. Like everybody's it's like my mom on a Saturday night, Yahtzee. Everybody's going. <laughs> okay, but that, but, but that, just push, that just pushes the – It does. It, that pushes all the other value right on down the board. And guys like me are sitting here with no quarterback, and I'm going to be able to get a, a third wide receiver, a fourth wide receiver, fill up my flex, whatever it is, and still be able to take a high-end QB2. Because they're all now, they're all now they're you've got what four, five, five teams right now with in a single quarterback in the third round that have a quarterback. Correct. That's that's five. There's only seven teams left that got to get a quarterback, and most of us are going to wait. Probably, and that's what we're going to yeah for sure going to wait. Right. So we're going to be able to get those second tiers. Yeah, they're going to have elite, you know, quarterback. But what about the 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 the, the like the Justin Fields, if he has a bad week, if Lamar Jackson does have a bad week, we're capitalizing the hell out of those weeks. I mean, it's oh. me, I like to go zero QB often, especially in super flex. But, um, with, so that, with that in mind, when I go zero QB, I'm always looking at it where it's you know, I expect to make up for the difference of a lower tier QB with all the other positions that yeah. I usually have an advantage at. And if you hit it right on the right, you know, sleeper or later round QB, you know, then you can accept, you can really make up for it. I mean, last year, Jared Goff and Daniel Jones were the perfect example. That was QB nine, QB 10, and you could get them way later when you're hitting all these other positions earlier. So then it's not really that deficit either. You know, then it's, oh, I'm only five points less at QB, but I'm getting so many more points by each of the other positions. You're winning by a lot usually then. I mean, folks took Geno Smith off of the waivers last year, frankly. I don't even know if he was being drafted. So, yeah. Jared Goff? Yeah, same. Another one last year. Like, you can get him. Justin always, Fields. Justin Fields was Justin another one. Fields. I he always, was dropped. Remember after two weeks? He only threw fucking 17 passes or something along those lines. He was waiver fucking fodder week three. And then what did he, he was, do? It was bad. It looked really bleak. They weren't even going to throw the football Fuck. like for the first three weeks there. I know that fires you up. But my old my, the Philip I I call it the the Philip Rivers uh, build. It used to be the way I used to do it for a while, and basically it was like, and I don't. I'm not hating on Mahomes. I'm not hating on Allen and Hurts. Like they give you uh, an obvious point per game advantage of others, uh, and it was a drastic difference last year than it has been in the past. But if you do wait on QB, like I might do, it's, it's always good. If you get to round nine, 10 and you still haven't taken one yet, you can take two in a row too. Yeah. So you can, you could pair Kirk cousins and Anthony Richardson and you still have a top 10 quarterback and Kirk cousins. Although you hear the name and you don't think that he is, but he's going to throw the football 650 times this year. And then you get the upside of a, a Richardson a little later. So you, I'm using two as an example. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but in your home league, you might be able to do something like that. But you can, that's how you do it then, if you're going to go late two or two up. You can get two up in cousins and pair them together, and you get the upside of two on the safe floor of cousins per se. But you can still pull it up. I think the one downside, though, is when you get the elite guy, you set it and forget it every week. That is true. You guys, you start trying to play the matchups, and then you're like, oh, this looks great. You start the wrong guy. I've done it. I've killed myself multiple times. So I tend to like to get the guy for my team, whomever that is. 
and just, yeah. you know, you just start him no matter what, except buys and injuries and whatnot. But you can play. I mean, I've seen – I look at a lot of the FFPC drafts. You know, I have a big one coming up in Vegas. You know, and I see some teams waiting, and they one guy ended up with Tua and Richardson. And I thought, hey, that's pretty solid, considering he got them in, like, rounds 12 and I think 11 and 12 or 12 and 13. Yeah. So, I mean – late enough. Know, yeah. Right. In that case, you know, the rest of your team should be loaded. Like, I took Burrow here in the fourth, and I'm not – I'm not thrilled with taking a QB this early, but at the same time, you know, fourth round, I feel comfortable taking someone like Burrow. He's going to be a consistent high-end production once he's back fully healthy. And, you know, at, at some point I need to start addressing the other positions, but I'm also not too overly excited about the top wide receivers available. And with that in mind, it's like, all right, let's take my QB right now. Because usually I like to wait, but, you know, Burrow has QB six, um, in a one QB, you know, I feel like I can hang with any of the big dogs at the QB position now. One thing I've noticed too, it seems maybe every year, every other year, it, you know, it's oh, wait on a quarterback. Oh, get a quarterback early. Wait on a quarterback. You know, I think it's all just personal preference. It can backfire. No, late QB. Look, last year was a tough year. If you, what Gino and Golf, I think were the big two, but it wasn't as easy to stream quarterback. Brock Purdy, I guess, too late in the season, but it just seemed like a year that it was not as easy to stream. Or I think you saw the, the drastic ahead. difference in points per games, too, between the top guys. You, it wasn't always as big a few years ago, either, between mm-hmm. those the number two and the number six quarterback, but it was last year. Was to something, something to emphasize as well is just how, how much of a – there's not much of a difference between QB7 and QB18 now. You know, there's a lot more – respectable QBs. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, we have a ton of elite arms, but, you know, calling plays and throwing the ball around. But at the same time, you know, if you look at fantasy points, you have the top couple of them and then everyone else. Like, I think, you know, I I don't remember the exact, but if you look through the ranks, it's, you know, usually 30 points on the season or something between what's like QB 10 and QB 17. And that's where it's like, okay, that's a throughout a year that might be only like two, three points a game. And I can, easy make up for that elsewhere. But it's definitely high risk, high reward. You got to be careful as to who, if you're waiting on QB, just because for me, I I always say, if, if you're going to wait on a QB, go for the guy that's not necessarily the sexy guy, but the consistent guy. So someone like, like I love Jared Goff in that realm. You know, the, the offense believes in him. The, you know, the team has clearly put a lot of weapons around him. They've given him an, an extension. That's their guy. And with that in mind, it's like, hey, he might not put up a lot of 40-point weeks, but I feel confident that week in, week out, he should be able to get me about 20, you know? And with that in mind, I can chip away at those other positions. Yeah, it makes sense. Yo, Gator, talk to us about Kyle Pitts. Why Kyle Pitts there? I mean, tight end one this year. Everybody got everybody faded him after, after last year and just has basically been off the train. There's no reason to – I mean – we saw him set a basically a, a tight end record, which hasn't been done in, in what since uh but I don't know why everybody faded him. Um tight end is such a you know a, a fluid, vulnerable position anyway. But the option that he's gonna be or the, 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 the viability that he is going to be the number two option in that offense is real. Oh, absolutely. Kyle Pitts could actually be the guy that overtakes Kelsey 
quicker than anybody else. Yep. There's two here. My favorite thing of Kyle Pitts is going to be you. You. It's hard to say this because it's like a ticking time bomb almost with him. We get the how the offense is run there, but it, we also get how most young tight ends don't do much until they're 25 years old, right? And at some point, he, Gator's spot on. At some point, Kyle Pitts is going to be the best tight end in the NFL and the best receiving tight end probably in the NFL. That's how talented he is. They're going to throw the football more at some point, too, in Atlanta. Is it is it is the year now that it happens that you're kind of guessing on when it happens? And if it is, he I wouldn't even be surprised if he took over Kelsey at some point as the number one tight end in fantasy football. We'll see if Ritter's the real deal. You know, that's another thing. I mean, Mariota was so inconsistent last year. And if you look that at Drake Lennon's numbers down the stretch with Ritter, he was getting targeted like crazy. So there's yep. always the potential that Ritter takes him. You know, if he's not the guy, they'll find one sooner than later. But Ritter doesn't even have to be that good. He's he just, yeah, just better average. than Mariota. Better than Mariota. That's all he's got to do. And that's that's all it takes. And then Kyle Pitts all of a sudden is, boom, top two tight end. Especially at in the fourth round at that point, yeah, it's, it's, it's well worth it. Late fourth round. I mean, at, at this point, it's it's with it not being a tight end premium. Absolutely, that. I just I, I see there's just. Too much value there. Yeah, they got Bijan. Yes, they're going to be using, you know, in Arthur Smith is definitely, or is it Arthur Smith? Yeah, yeah Arthur Smith. He's definitely a run first um, uh, coach. But two years ago, when he, when Kyle Pitts went for a thousand and only one touchdown, he could have been, he could have been at that point, if he two more touchdowns and he would have been tight end one on the year. Which is, is crazy when you think about it like that. As a rookie, Kelsey does right. The other thing we look at is every single one of us sit there and go, "It takes it, it's the third year where we want to look at these tight ends." It's the third year. Guess what? This year is for Kyle Pitts. The third. So what is, when does when does Kelsey hit that cliff? That proverbial cliff that everybody talks about. Is it he, this year, is he, he, the only person that knows that answer is Tom Brady. Tom Brady and him are on some weird shit. I don't know what. I mean, <laughs> they're on something together. The, the they got the magic supplements is what they're on. Whatever they're doing. I mean, and then I mean, and, and at this point, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes has already started it. So Mahomes is probably playing until like 70. So <laughs> that is <laughs> you know, it's hard to it's hard to discount him. You know, he's proven year after year after year. And when you have the, the best quarterback in football, arguably, there's no – barring injury. I guess, you know, he had the back issue, I know, last year in the playoffs. But other than that, I don't – Travis Kelsey has a back issue in the playoffs. Mahomes gets, like, his leg twisted, like, in 17 different directions, and they both come out there in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. Just dominate. And you would think, the one guy you got to take away on Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, what did Jacksonville do? Leave him wide open. Because because it doesn't matter who who else is who it doesn't matter what their names are on the, on their jerseys. It, Mahomes taught us that last year. It doesn't matter who he has out there. He doesn't need Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need you know any of the. He, you got an MVS. You got an AJD. You got a you know a Juju. You got a this. You got an ABC and X and Y and a Z. Let's go. Like to you know what? That's that's like a perfect segue to this question then. 
So who is who's the goat? Who is who's your all goat? Patrick Mahomes very well could be on his way to being the goat. The easy question is, or the easy answer is Tom Brady. But it is Tom Brady still with him. Can Mahomes overtake him one day? Yes. Well, he's on the path to do so. Uh, oh, is it uh, wild as that fucking, By the way, I'm taking the 2023 tight end one right now. Um, oh, Darren Waller. Are we talking all-time NFL goat or just our own personal goat? Yeah, all all-time NFL goat. Uh, well, I think other fan, I gotta say Brady. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you have to give it to Brady, and I don't it's gotta know. Be Brady. I well, listen, uh-huh. there, there, I've got a reasoning behind this. <laughs> I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can ever take him over, and this is why Brady basically didn't take all the money he could have taken to build championships around himself, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Patrick Mahomes has already taken a ton of money at fifty million a year. Yes, I know the 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 uh, salary cap goes up every year, but you've already seen him lose Tyreek Hill. You've already you're, you're already seeing this team is going to have to get dismantled at some point when it comes to the money because they just won't be able to afford it. Whereas Tom Brady was like, "I'll take less money so I can have a team behind, around me," and it didn't matter what the team was then. Randy Moss here, you know, uh, <laughs> whoever. Whoever he wanted to have around him because he took less money. And I think that's probably why he's going to be that guy. It took him what? It took 40, 40 something years in order for, for somebody to, to win more championships than the last guy. And Tom Brady now has seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven is going to be way, it's going to be hard to beat. Seven. I know it's, I know it's tough to debate with the, like, the GOAT quarterback, but uh, from your thanks. own fan, from your own fandom, I'm curious who's your GOAT of like your favorite quarterback? Not well, even your favorite team. To be clear, I hated Brady because he was in New England, and I never had a chance. Or, no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking with you guys, like from your own fandom, like not it doesn't need to be most championships, but who is like your favorite quarterback of all time? I mean, I got one over Brady to be honest. I mean, if we think about Tom Brady, his he's had Randy Moss, he's had all those great receivers in Tampa Bay when he got a championship. I mean, because he took those pay cuts, he had the pieces. I mean, for me, it's Brett Favre. Name the best receiver Brett Favre ever played with, man. I mean, Sterling Sharp. There you go. In in the early 90s, you know what I mean? Like, for that guy to have all the records that he had, I mean, granted, he has the interceptions record also. But uh, I got to go with the gunslinger, man. That's who Mahomes modeled his game after. And, yeah, Brett (laughs) Favre is the GOAT. Uh, He's an asshole, but he's the GOAT. (laughs) Jordan Love, he better start being an asshole because that's the only way our quarterback can <laughs> It's a recap. Yeah. Speaking of Jordan Love, perfect one here as I try to – let's see. As we got – we're in round five now. We talked about Pitts. I went Watson. Uh, yeah, you else? son of a bitch. That's my guy. I know. I, I'm super high on Watson. Also, this year I do think Jordan Love is going to be serviceable. Uh, so I think a big year for Watson's coming. And you guys – you said Waller. As your tight end one, he liked Pitts, and I like uh, Dallas Goddard as yeah. mine. So it's kind of funny how that all worked out. Uh, we all kind of got our guys on this one. I do think the Philly offense is going to have actually have an uptick in volume. Last year was last week we talked about it, right? Get up big, run out the ball second half. Like defense might not be as good as it was last year um, in a transition year, so maybe they're in closer games in the second half. So there is a definite reason for uptick in volume there in Philly, and I think 
three pass catchers could survive there. And I love Dallas Goddard. Then Gator went with Brandon. Uh, so I, I got to hear about this one when he comes back because I know there are some Debo guys here. There's one. Yeah, I'm a Debo guy. And you know who else I'm a guy of? I'm a fucking George Kittle guy. And Bakley cock blocked me like a motherfucker. If I could have ran Bakley, Henry, Hill, DJ Moore, and then Kittle, are you fucking kidding me? That's like my perfect start. But now Bakley, you got Tim heated. So that's, yeah, that's the best. I, can, I I text him my, can I yeah, text you my case real quick? Waller. Yeah, I was give me your Waller to take. I know it's going to be he's going to be the number one target there for New York. Look, um, Zach, tell me about Waller. Daniel Jones produced last year with dog show weapons. I mean, QB nine on the year, and you know those weapons were rough. You know, no one's going to debate that. And the weapons are still rough, but at least they added in Waller. Waller was tight end two just a couple years removed. He's been consistent, and he's clearly their top option. Obviously, that's going to mean defenses are scheming about it, but there's also Saquon, and it's usually still a run first offense. So for me, I'm looking at Waller as this guy that's just clearly going to get fed. And I was tempted to take Kittle there, but I really do love the upside of Waller in New York right now. There's a little bit more risk there because obviously he's on a new team. We don't we haven't fully seen it. And you know, Kittle's the, the safer option there. But I, I really do like the high end upside of what Waller could be being their primary receiving option. I think love the biggest it. thing of Waller I is just staying healthy. You know, yeah, he's that's been a healthy last couple years, and but if he's healthy, I mean, there's no reason why he can't excel. He could be that that dog horse tight end one, two in that range. I like Kittle as well, right. but obviously, there's so many weapons in the 49ers offense. You, know, you got last year. I mean, he excelled when when Debo was banged up, you know, and so on. So who knows? How You're Johnson. I love your draft, by the way, so far. To be honest with you, I think I'm liking pick one eight. If that's if you're going to get Bijan to fall to you there, um, Keenan Allen at four five is another ridiculous steal in my ass. I'm, I'm a Keenan guy. Taking him He's way not- earlier at that point, and you get Herbert to go along with him in the fifth uh, with Kellen Moore. Good. I would have taken yeah, Keenan at four six if he if he didn't take him. Yeah, I would have yeah. taken Keenan. Likely, yeah, in the fourth also, if he would have been there. Man, it's I see tough. That, you got I see a nice that DJ Moore, Justin Fields stack, by the way, over there, Tim. I see okay. you. He's going to have that stack a lot. So, yeah. yeah, a little early, but I'm with <laughs> it, man. I'm with it. Yeah, Keenan, man, with, with what, the final eight weeks when he came back from injury last year in that offense, he was the, the guy for Herbert. So I expect the volume to be there for him again. Love Keenan Allen. I did the, op- I did the opposite of what I should do. I, I got Keenan Allen higher in my rankings, but I'm not going to pass on the Justin Fields, DJ Moore stack. I'm just going to take him like 10 picks early and just ride it, you know? <laughs> I know you. I know how you are. I'm not that surprised. Gator Raiders, Brees Hall in the sixth. He drops all the way to the sixth. Whew. Hello, Dalvin Cook. How are you today? <laughs> Welcome to the Jets. <laughs> That's, you know, either we're going to be all, I know, I get it. And Dalvin Cook's going to get a, a decent workload in that offense. Brees Hall's still probably going to be the passing down back. Um, Dalvin Cook never really been good at pass blocking, let alone, I think he led the league in dropsy one year too. So I don't think he's ever going to really be their pass down back. Brees Hall probably is. 
Uh, is, if he's going to fall this far, if he feels like that feels actually okay coming this late now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like we're all going to bite ourselves in the ass. But you see that you say that but if you look at what Dalvin Cook did in his career, his rookie year in just in receiving 16 of 11. Every other year he's had more than four, uh, more than 40 targets and right at 40 catches every I, other year. I know I I I know he's done it, but I know that he's also been one of the worst graded pass blockers of all the backs. He's just been a third down back. Like they haven't taken him off the field, even though he hasn't excelled in that role. And then I do also know, like he he did lead the league in block or uh, drops out of running backs too one year. Like I want Brees Hall is just so much better than him at that facet of the game. I do wonder, like, is Dalvin Cook just going to be an early down guy there? And then just to keep the workload off, they had money, keep the workload off Brees Hall a little bit. Brees Hall still gets his catches. I I don't. I wonder if he's healthy. That is true. That's another thing. Is Brees Hall healthy? But at six three, or in the whatever, where are we at? Yeah, sixth round now. Yeah, man. Ah, I also think teams are starting to like with the longer season. They're looking at guys that can take carries earlier in the year and make sure they're winning games. I mean, Dalvin Cook can step in and keep the Jets' offense humming. But when they have the higher leverage carries and and games that they need. Brees Hall will be there for them. So, if anything, I, I love him at six one. It's it, for me, it feels like getting Travis Etienne at you know at four four. A lot of hype for Tank Bigsby all off season, but I'd way rather have Etienne in that offense. And same thing with the Jets. I'd I'd much rather have Hall with his explosiveness. Uh, we'll see coming off the ACL. Yeah. I mean, they paid. What was it? Eight point six million. I mean. I don't know how much was guaranteed, but I mean, he's going to have a role. Regardless. I'm sure he's a role. Oh yeah, I'm not going to deny I mean, that. Like, regardless of Hall's health, obviously they're going—they don't want to push him back from the ACL. But I think if Cook's healthy early in the season, he's going to be the—you know—what do you think? 60-40, maybe. The Jets are also in that window, right? They got Aaron Rodgers. They got now they got Cook. They're in the window to go and win this year, maybe next year if they're lucky. So, I mean, the the Brees Hall is going to be there for another five years, six years, at least. I, I don't mind. I, and I'm not bashing the pick by no means. I, I don't mm-hmm. mind getting Brees Hall there in the sixth. I'm just, you know, in, in a in a redraft, it is, again, one year I'm looking at it going, okay, there's there's going to be some depreciating value for, for Brees Hall with Dalvin Cook being there. Well, and then if he starts out on the pup at six weeks where you got to roster this guy, you know, you don't know what your team's going to look like in six weeks. Yeah. Especially you. I know. Especially you. Hey. Wow. Well, Maddie, look, here's the thing. Your team was not going to look the same in six weeks regardless of who's on it from the moment we finish a draft. So it makes no difference if you wherever you draft Brees Hall. But oh, Maddie, Maddie's that guy. As soon as the draft's done, he's in the sleeper chat going, everybody's available. <laughs> Everyone's available. The car salesman approach. Hey, that's what I just did in the sixth. I mean, I got my I got my backup quarterback, you know. I uh that's that's nothing for that's that's all that is right there for you, Zach, is trade me. Oh, absolutely. I saw all these guys. I thought Trevor Lawrence at 6'6", I think is good value. And 
So for me, I'm like, okay, I think that's I think that's a good valuation there. And I'm looking at all these teams on this turn that still need a quarterback. And I'm like, let me just drop them down another tier because I do think there's a drop off on my rankings from where Lawrence is to where Dak, Deshaun, and two are. So that's where like, hey, at some point, it might not be week one. It might not be right after the draft, but someone might be like, shit, you know what's really killing my team right now is the lack of quality quarterback I have. And that's where I can kind of make up what I might need at wide receiver, and I feel good about my running back situation. So that's where, you know, don't necessarily love taking two QBs in a one-quarterback league like this or in a one-quarterback format, but, you know, I – I'm a big believer in holding the rest of the league by the balls if I can. So it's like, hey, guess what? You got to come to me if you want that uh, that upgrade at QB. I'm ready to negotiate. So step on into my office and we can figure something out. Well, I got to say, uh, Gator J, you took Ayuk from me. I'm very disappointed. You're welcome. <laughs> Question for any of you guys at the top of the draft. Would you have taken Lawrence if he was there? Because I know you guys have been waiting on QB, but I'm just curious if because I noticed Streets Gator Gator. I know it sounds like you you're planning to wait for a while, but I'm I'm he just curious. He was in my queue. Yeah. Now that's where. Yeah. Don't didn't need him, but uh, yeah, I, I like to take guys out of the queue if I can. Um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a good league mate like that, you know. You, you gotta <laughs> gotta be a dick sometimes, and uh. Unfortunately, I'm usually that guy, but that's Take usually the. I'm not taking yeah. you to the movie theater anytime soon. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to when we do. Barbie <laughs> two will probably be out by then, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, do you guys ever do that? Do you guys try it? Like, if you see this a Tim's certain- MO. Yes. <laughs> okay, because I'm in a 14-team uh, dynasty in our startup last year. It's a tight end premium. The tight ends kept falling because uh, with the super flex, everyone was super aggressive with QBs, and there was, there was uh, 19 of them taken in the first three rounds. And to me, that felt a little rich on some of the names. So I just stacked up on the tight end premium where I got Andrews, Waller, and Kittle, and I took Jared Goff, Daniel Jones in later rounds, and – Sure enough, I said, hey, if anyone wants a tight end, I know there's only a couple good ones. You got to pay up. Um, And what's funny is we have the flex spots to do it where I could start all three. Ended up winning the damn thing because no one wanted to pay pay the price I was asking. So, you know, I think I think there is value in it sometimes. But you definitely have to be you have to be smart with how your your lineup is structured. If if you can like if you can slot them in, obviously, depending on the position as well. But I'm curious if you guys do that too. One one question I have for you though, since you have Burrow as your guy, yeah, do you feel like you're missing a little bit of value at receiver or maybe a whatever? No, because you're not going to be using Lawrence at any point in time. So you're basically drafting a bench spot, and if nobody wants to come, I am drafting a bench spot. But that's I also didn't like the wide receivers that were there. I didn't want to take a Pittman or a Kirk. Um, You know, I. I, I Dotson was the next on my list. I mean, but I still have other guys here in my queue. But yeah, I just didn't like that next tier of wide receiver that I was really excited about. There's other guys I'm eyeing in the next round or two. But that's where, yeah, it's definitely a risky move taking a bench slot there. But I also, if Trevor Lawrence has a few good weeks off the bat, you know, or if, um, what if Burroughs injury lingers a little bit? 
Um, You know, I I have that security, but I just, uh, I more so like to capitalize on upside when they, um, you know, say Lawrence first three weeks, he's QB three on the season. You know what I mean? There's a lot of excitement, like, holy shit, he could be an MVP candidate. Someone's going to want him at that point. You know, like there is definitely risk there, but, um, and the price, the price fluctuates, you know, I think it's, uh, about being realistic with your demands. You know, I always try and say my going into a trade, I want both of us to feel like we're winning. Um, And that's where obviously it's a bench player so they can use that against me as leverage, but I can use the leverage of, hey, uh, he's QB six on the year and this is the major point difference on the season from where your quarterback's at. So obviously it only takes one team to have their guy go down and then Exactly. You know, if they're a contender, they're going to be paying the price. Yeah, and that's where it's it's definitely a a long slow burn because I I'm not usually the guy going into the chat right after the draft ends because I usually expect all of us to feel good about where our teams are at based off of how we drafted. So that's where I'll I'll usually wait a few weeks, but I also am going to trust that you know something like an Aaron Jones, who I think is going to be a workhorse, is going to be more dominant than some other people's flex spots. So I can make it up there or my running backs and I can go one for one at tight end and QB. So then it's just, um, you know, trying to get that wide receiver three in in value of, okay, can he just get me 10, 12 points? I don't need 20. I just need him to, you know, get me double digits, you know, maybe just get that touchdown. And I think when the bar is set lower there, it's a lot more realistic. Um, but it's definitely a high risk, high reward. Um, yeah, I like to I like to live dangerously with my. I'm also I always draft to trade, so that's yeah. uh, Here's Tim. Fishbowl breaks. Talking like Tim right now. Scott Fishbowl breaks my heart every year because of that. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn it, if I could just draft and start making these trades. Mm-mm-mm. See, you got to find you'll find someone, I guess. That can that'll make that trade with you. Like, I'm in a single QB league, dynasty league, and golf's my starter. And the one team has Mahomes and Lawrence, but I just re- there's he has no one else. Everyone else has a quarterback for the most part in that league. It seems like I won't budge. Like I will not budge on what I give him for Lawrence. I'm giving him what Lawrence is valued. So like. I'm not the guy you're going to come to basically in a league when you take that second quarterback in the sixth round. Like, it's fine. I'll find Geno Smith and I'll roll Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins basically the whole year. Because yeah. I'll get, because you're not getting a top 30 pick for Trevor Lawrence as we get to that point. Yeah. You, you're so, usually, but you got to find that team that'll do it. But you're not, I'm not I'm, the one reaching out to you. <laughs> like, I wait and I let the desperation kick in. But at the same time, I'm not trading Trevor Lawrence for Tyler Lockett. You know what I mean? Or New Hopkins. Like, you're going to have to pay up into that that's, Joe Barrow tier just to even. Oh, you know, and I get what you're door. saying. And that's where, but as, 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 as a late QB guy, I'll tell you, you don't have to pay it. And you shouldn't pay that. Let him sit with two quarterbacks on his team till the trade deadline ends and waste that pick, is what you should do then. Yeah, but that's. I'm just telling you, that's how I'm, you should. You could, there's not. There's not. Unless Trevor Lawrence, I get it. That, but unless that's where I say, like, I thing, see though, right? four of you right now without a QB, yeah, and I'm definitely, like, okay. I see both sides. Like, I get it. So if golf hits the skids, then you're going to be paying a fool's ransom for Lawrence. Yeah, and on week four, you know. 
Yeah, and I don't expect doing, to, to uh, you, you got to be patient. Like with if you're drafting like I do, you can't be the aggressor. You have to let them come to you and see the value and it boosting their roster. You know what I mean? Like because that's <laughs> where if I go to streets and he wants to do the late QB, like he's got a set strategy. But what if Gino goes down? Or what if Gino is going back to how he used to be? You know, that's then you got to take two. You have to take two when you do this. So that's why I'm telling you, make sure yeah. you you grab two in, with, between the ninth and whatever we're doing here. Ninth and 12th, 13th round, you got to grab two. So if you're going my route, you grab two, then... At least. Yeah. Yes. Then you don't... You, you typically... It, it, trust me, it could happen where it backfires and you both of them end up kind of shot. But one of them should pan and you should have enough time to where you find one on waivers that you don't have to pay the top 30 pick to get a Trevor Lawrence done. But yeah, no, I wouldn't say I don't go top 30. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Well, Matt, I'm talking to Maddie now who's saying oh, I got to okay. pay the Burrow price to get Lawrence. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm just saying as a the Lawrence <laughs> owner, after every one bad game golf has, I'm knocking on your door. I know you. Well, he could have. It doesn't matter. You're knocking on the door. Period. Right, you but that's also knowing your leagues because you got you seven guys open. that'll like, sit on their hands in most leagues and not maybe trade. like nine guys will sit on their hands in right. most leagues, dude. You got like right. yeah, we got, it's very uh, seldom. We're in, exactly, we're in exactly, exactly what Zach is saying. Like T Law will fucking net him. It he, that T Law can net him a wide receiver one. So taking, I love the strategy. I love it, fucking. Big time. Gotta, it's just I like, got know your league. It's just like really tight end here. That's how it goes. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like you know if Evan Ingram didn't get taken by fucking Gatorators, thanks, bro. I was gonna do a two tight end thing. It's quarterback and tight end are very similar. Like if you don't get a, a tight end early, you go and pair them. Now I don't know. I don't know if I want Dalton Schultz or Cole Komet, so I might go somewhere else. But you know, very similar positions. But what Zach did is so smart. T Law can net you a wide receiver one. Sure, you could wait a few weeks. I'm a pouncer though. I'm going to go and take T-Law right after the draft and try to get me a wide receiver one right away. Like, I'm not going to sit on T-Law. There's no reason for that. I'm going to go and sell him right now. You drafted him to sell him. I'm going to go pick. But I I feel your strategy, but I also would be pouncing to get rid of him to get a wide receiver one, wide receiver two at worst. And and that's fine. And there's you're going to play – there's two sides to this. You're going to play in leagues where you could find someone to do that. But I'm also going to preach to you to not be the guy to do that in your league. Desperation you does to. funny things. I, well, it does. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying it's two sided here. So what you're, there's people out there that if you do this tactic, you could get someone you want. Then there's I'm telling the other people out there that if you don't go this route, don't take that bait. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I definitely I wouldn't recommend. I like. I would recommend it at the trade deadline or close to if you felt like it was an immediate. Like if I have Geno Smith and I'm feeling like I'm a fringe team and the only way I really want to improve my roster is via QB, then I would look to maybe do that. But I'm not – I don't know. Usually for me it's the buy low guys at the trade deadline, not buy high unless I feel like – I'm only that one position away from being the clear big dog. Um, <laughs> fucking Geno Smith. <laughs> hey, at least he understands. <laughs> at least he understands. 
So Zach, back. I'm looking at my roster back. right now. Geno Smith is taking strays nonstop. This I'm looking at my Sorry. roster, <laughs> and and I I have CD Lamb, DK Metcalf, and Jerry Judy. I don't have a quarterback right now, but let's say I'm a fringe team. I mean, I drafted all these guys so early, and they're probably going to be great producers. I just like I don't see myself paying with for Trevor Lawrence with a DK Metcalf or a Jerry Judy. I mean, that's, I think that's like the other side that we're talking never, about. But yeah. I think that's Stop. where, like, I'm not looking. You say that now though, too, as well. And that's where I think it's a different thing right now, preseason than say when you potentially get bit in the ass. Oh, I got to change the clock. Um, like, but I also like, if you don't, I'm not hitting you up. Like I know, Tim was talking about being the aggressor on it, but to me, I'm, I want both of us to want each other's guy. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm not trying to come into your DMs, give you a sales pitch as to why you need the upgrade right now. I'm going to let you make the decision yourself, and then we can sit down and have You can tell this dude's a ladies man, like. <laughs> he's like y'all just come to me like he's at the bar girls aren't he's not even worried about it like me and tim out well not anymore but you're you're just asking every girl to one says yes this guy you know, i want to i want to object but i can't <laughs> you're buying me a drink yeah you just yeah, yeah you get it <laughs> there's definitely two sides to this to each of this because you should absolutely if you could get the value you should take a guy and then get the value and find someone who does the trade in your league but if you're not the guy who does it you also just don't be the guy someone else will do it give and someone else is going to give zach what he wants you just don't have to be the guy who does it. you have to you have to know your league first and foremost all of my leagues are with expert you know all of my 15 because di- i'm only mainly in dynasties now but for the most part, all of them are content creators that know their guys. You know, everyone's locked in on it. But it's also a lot of teams that are super aggressive about trading, trying to make moves. So that's where I can usually do an approach like this. You know, if I'm, I'm in an auction. Lead, yeah. And he and he ended up he saved too much money. Um so let's see. I gotta make a pick and then hold on, I'll tell you the story as I I'm liking this story so far. It's oh, here we go. Siri, tell me a story. <laughs> Why did you start talking? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> but, but I also, like, for example, the emphasis on that pick was Trevor Lawrence. If it was only Dak Prescott, Deshaun, or Tua there at that slot, I wouldn't have done it. It's purely me thinking Trevor's taking another step into potentially a top five QB range. And that's where there's going to be a lot more benefit for someone else. Or say I want to sell Burrow and I'm like, hey, I, I just, I feel good with riding with Lawrence. I can sell, you know, I can I can pick which one, whoever has interest in which one at that point. But, you know, it's uh, definitely about getting your guys. You know what I mean? Like I alluded to when I took Lawrence, I thought it was a good value there. I didn't need it, but I thought I felt like four six oh six and a twelve man. I thought it was. I thought he should have been taken already. Well, I think maybe it's just me, but I, the Chargers and the and the Jags, I see those offenses ascending big time this year. Yes, you know, their passing games are obviously you know obviously they got to stay healthy and whatnot, but they should be elite, you know, and you have two of the 
young elite quarterback. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, you could make a trade. You can trade Burrow. You probably would get more for Burrow. Yeah. And you're just fine. That's probably the way to go. Rolling with offense. Yeah. You know, you're not losing much there on a weekly basis. Yeah. I, I, and that's why I like to sit back because then you can come to me about which QB you want. If you want Burrow, let's talk business. You want Lawrence, let's talk business. But I'm yeah. not going to push for, oh, oh, you wanted Lawrence, but here, let me give you a reason why you should actually take Burrow instead and pay more. They're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you make that decision. I don't know. It's a lot easier. I don't know. Now we're getting back into what. Well, I was saying earlier, Mr. Cowboy fan down there. So we don't need to get into all that. <laughs> but, yeah, so what I was saying before I had to do that, in an auction, a guy probably saved a little too much and then ended up with Mahomes and Burrow on his team last year in an auction. His goal was to do the exact same thing, but he ended the season with Mahomes and Burrow because no one would pay what he was asking for Burrow at the trade deadline. And he waited too long and then regretted. He said it himself. He's like, I should have just taken what I could, but it just seemed like I was losing a trade to get rid of Burl. And I was like, good. I'm kind of glad you did. That's what I told <laughs> but it's But it happened. And he ended up getting stuck with both of those quarterbacks then on his team. And he can only start one. Like you gotta, so, so you, you gotta, gotta know, know what you're doing. doing. You got, yep. yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait that long unless I felt like there was a deal coming here soon. You know, um, I it's usually able, usually find someone to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually putting out feelers. You know, if it's week six and no one's coming out and hit me up, I'm gonna start. You know, slowly just trying to see where everyone's head head is at. But yeah, you really got to know your league because if you're in a home league with dudes that aren't really aggressive about trading or, you know, they're, they're just wanting to be patient, play the waiver wire. Absolutely don't be aggressive in that regard because then you're just biting yourself in the ass. But it's definitely, um, you got to be patient, but you got to know when to pull the trigger. You know, there's a fine line between the two. I usually like to build up, you know, I like that slow build between like week four and the trade deadline where the desperation is kind of kicking in. They're like, shit, like, I think I need to do something and they're not certain. And then they they'll usually pull the trigger. But if no one's planting the seeds by yeah, if no one's reaching out by week four, I would say I'm usually like, oh shit, uh, it's time to time <laughs> to be the aggressor. But I don't know, I haven't ever really experienced that. Uh, I don't know. Just yeah, yeah. know your league. You got, you That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Viking stack streets. The major Viking stack. So I did one part of this for Tim because <laughs> Tim is trying to create something. If you listen to the wide receiver show, I'm laughing as I say it, but Tim, Tim has a motto that he likes to do. What is that, Tim? Explain go, it. Russ, go. I'm all no, no, about no. the Broncos. No, 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 no. What is your wide receiver handcuff? Oh my God. I love the wide receiver handcuff, dude. <laughs> So if you take all right, so listen. <laughs> theoretically speaking, if you if you are taking a, uh, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Well, hang on. Streets, streets. Scroll the board so you can see it on the on the live stream. Oh, I gotta switch. Hold on. There you go. Fuck! I'll take Sean Watson here. Fucking why not trade bait? What he could be gold. You, you, you never know. 
Anyway, so your wide receiver handcuffs. You take a guy like Justin Jefferson in the first round. You take a guy like Cooper or uh, Jamar Chase in the first round. Why not later on be sure to fucking get a guy, Keenan Allen, go ahead and get a guy like Jordan Addison if you got a Justin Jefferson. Go and get a Quentin Johnston if you have a Keenan Allen. That way, if these guys get hurt, you're fucking back to them. You're taking Justin Jefferson 1.1. 1. 1. 1 point fucking 1. All right? And not to mention, Jordan Addison at some point is going to have good production this season. So I personally, if I'm spending a first-round pick on a high-end wide receiver like that, like 1.1, I'm going to try to cuff him. So that is my little wide receiver strategy. Streets. How many How many times between the time Streets ended his question to the time you started speaking, did you go back and watch the intro? I, I just <laughs> four, maybe four or five. Yeah, it always fires me up, baby. It fires me up. It's a fucking, it's a fucking great intro, man. Yeah. He's been pounding that. I, it's a weird way to 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 do this, but um, streets, Tim, Tim, streets. You said you said weird, and I just I think it's I, yeah, never, weird is weird. Our motto, so that's kind of how that goes. But, uh, <laughs> but it makes sense. You know, it, you can get them so far apart that I guess it's not that bad. And I, and it brings me back to the years where was it like Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, where I had them both one season and it worked out. Probably not the, probably not the, probably the riskiest thing you'd possibly do by doing that. But you kind of get what spike weeks maybe well i think out of we, each one right so you'd get the guy who gets the safer floor and the spike week and then if it's like you could have man you could have went easily last year and had brown and smith and been fine yeah i think a lot of the times though when, you, when you're if you're looking at that philosophy you have to look at who the quarterback is right and can they can they support two top 16 wide receivers Right and okay, yes, Kirk Cousins we know can, yes we know Joe Burrow can, we 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 know Tua has, but there are teams out there that they have a great quarterback, but they just don't support two top end wide receivers, two top fifteen wide receivers, and if if you have to pick and choose at, at what, when you're doing that, right, Tim? Yep. yep. Yeah, that is true. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah. Oh, He's not oh, on yeah. everybody for that. I'm talking about right, but you got a, a Vikings offense that's going to throw the ball what 900 fucking times this year. You yeah. got Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball a ton. You got Justin Herbert going to throw the ball a ton. Right. So, Wait. Well, yeah. okay. We know for a fact that Josh Allen is going to throw the ball a ton. Right. And we know Stefan Diggs is the number one. Who the fuck is the number two? I love Gabe, Gabe going into last you year. You love Gabe Davis, but he's only getting two targets a fucking game right. on average. That's what that is. So that's what I'm saying. You got to, yeah. you know, you can sit there and say, yes, great quarterback, but can he, will he support? Yeah. I don't know that Buffalo can. Right. No. That's the, that's it's tough. Josh Allen's not a one I rely on for that model. Right. Well, Gabe Davis would he would take I think this a Stephon Diggs injury to probably catapult if that even works. Oh no! no! I didn't need to do that. I didn't realize you changed the time. Damn it! I put a note. You put a note. <laughs> I put a note in the, chat. Go in the chat. It's okay. 
You want me to? I could redo it. I don't really care. I don't care. It's a mock. It's a mock. I don't care. I'll take. I'll take. Oh, this is real life. What are you guys talking about? Come on. No, we were turning this into a league. <laughs> <laughs> we could I do some, we turn these into best ball leagues. To be honest, it does. Um, oh, I just don't want to set lineups in these all year season long. Thank God you didn't pick again. It would have had me on auto pick there for a second. Streets, I love your quarterback value, though. Cousins and dimes back to back there. I mean, that's great. I like Tua it. right before for Gator. Yeah, I mean, not bad at all. I like, so was, I like DJ at 10 12 a lot. I like Tua, too. I'm not, I really love. Oh, man. Hold on. I forgot that it's a minute. Now I'm going to about to. Oh, now. Oh, the oh same oh. thing he was about to do. There's a, there's a note in the chat, Streets, just so you know. Streets, <laughs> evidently. Let's. So, yeah, that 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 auto screwed me up because time was my pick. So I just will go right here and get Jared oh. and be happy with that. Yeah, I don't. Either one works, I think, right there too. I think that's the perfect, or even the brush bounce back. You can gamble brush or your second quarter. I want to see it. I want to see it. It is one of those. I know Tim. You're Tim is a Bronco guy. I should have played. I should have downloaded the video. Ride it, baby. But uh, <laughs> he's falling for that trap again down there with Russ and the Broncos. But, yeah, I mean, it's all there for him. So whether it's golf, Jones, or Russ, I think all those guys that, at this turn, 10, 11th round, for your second quarterback is how you do late-round quarterback. This feels gross having, like, Russ Wilson on your team and – it's, it's not sexy. Jordan Love, Stafford. Not. You're just like you just feel pretty fucking rough after. Well, I mean, you just need you just need your little Trey Lance and you will feel fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got Russell Wilson on the block. Let's go. <laughs> like it's it's when you when the draft's over with, you're gonna look at it and go, oh, Russ, and like you could say I got a I got a Tyler Algier trade offer for Russ. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, that's two. Hey, that's two picks of value right there. Yeah. yeah. See. So you it might not be the sexiest pick on planet Earth, but you know what? Some of them are still useful. Streets, you're loading up on rookies. It looks like with your first with your pick, you've got what three or four rookie guys here. Um, maybe just hoping for a little lightning in a bottle. Well, Gibbs, I he's a. Gibbs is a top 12 running back for me, regardless. So um, I'll gladly take him there. That's one rookie. Uh, 100 carries, 60 targets is the floor, and that finish is pretty wild. Stop with that. Stop with the targets. He he played like freaking 30 30 (laughs) snaps and didn't play a single snap out of the slot like they said they were going to. Stop with him getting all them. I can't. I'm not going to get. The preseason is not going to really do much for me. Stop with him getting Move the needle. He's he's gonna he's he's an elite pass catcher. They're gonna use him in the regular season. In the regular season, but he's not gonna play the slot. He like doesn't that. have to play the slot to even get seventy targets in that offense. Better than Montgomery at the job. Hey, hey. And watch it. Hey, <laughs> look as a Bears fan, I love Demont. I, I he he probably got screwed here a little bit too much. Um, played on some behind some really bad offensive lines. 
some really bad offenses in general, but Gibbs is just a better pass catching back than him. So I, I fully expect 60 targets, 100 carries as the floor for him this season. And if he and if he gets that, yes, he's a in PPR. He's going to be a top 12 running guy if he stays healthy. So you're giving people bad advice. You know, Montgomery's the starter. You're taking the backup in round two. I mean, B, I mean, Bijan's the third string running back on the depth chart right now. So we need just him at one eight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Here. I'm, optimistic. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for upside in the first round. You know, that's why I get what happened in the preseason. I just have a hard time really buying anything that happens in the no, that's that's the exact response <laughs> i wanted because you know all the hype all the hype beforehand was like he's gonna play out the slot he's gonna play out the slot not only did he not play out the slot <laughs> he, you know <laughs> it's it it like oh god it's like really doing this twitter erupted that he did not play in the slot either mm-hmm. i saw that so like yeah. the minute it, he was off the field it was like oh my god he did not take a slot snap it was insane it was insane <sighs> <laughs> the over the overreaction on because football is back, I guess. It is. On, what on, else do we have to go with? <laughs> I mean, people, like you, I took my wide receiver handcuff in case anybody cared. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not the one you really want to talk about. I think. No, I'm just fucking <laughs> kidding. Well, yeah, he's swole. You can't. You cannot take anything that happens in week week one or I mean, maybe week two you can now because it used to be you know four weeks of preseason but week one and week two was just all about figuring out who in the hell was going to be rostered between 46 and and 53 right yep. and, and that's all it was and so you saw all kinds of people that you didn't even know they played college football let alone you know that they knew what inside the lines was Right, I mean, you didn't know these guys' names from nothing, and and no. now you're you're sitting them on a, on an NFL field, and now now we're sitting there from one extreme to the ex- exact opposite extreme. As soon as a coach speaks something, it's existence. And fantasy players live by it. Yep. Yep. So one thing I wanted to ask about, uh, I know in the last several years, running backs that have been picked in the top 15 have historically finished like top 12 in fantasy football, save Melvin Gordon. I think McCaffrey, Fournette, et cetera, all in their rookie year. How many of those guys actually had someone like a David Montgomery, you know, just kind of entering their prime with them in the backfield? Does anybody know offhand? No, offhand, no. Great question. Good question, because I know that it does probably throw a little curveball into the hole. Well, you think about it. CMC, CMC went to Carolina. Who was there? Nobody. Was the again? Did they still have Jonathan Stewart, or was he gone at that point? I think Stewart, what was it, Thunder and Lightning both were gone at that point, right? I know D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams was gone. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it was Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know who was – I don't think any – that's, That's a, a good great question. question. <laughs> great question. Wait, I'll look it up after this, but I'm not going <laughs> to answer now. But good question. I don't know if it really shakes me too much on them, though. But I would say none, because that's why they're taking the running back at that point. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if you, you I mean, the closest one, and I know this is going to sound crazy because it's recency bias or whatever, but Tyler Algiers 
going over a thousand last year and then turning right around in Atlanta taking a you know top seven running back. Yeah. That's who Tyler Algier, by the way. They run the ball so damn much, could even be a flex play for you, even with DJ. It's <laughs> crazy I, I, as that I, damn sounds. Don't don't say that. Don't don't lie to people. Tyler, I'm just, not Algiers is gonna have your role this year, I promise you. Look, if 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 both him and Patterson had weeks last year, there's no I have no doubt there's gonna be weeks out there that Bijan and Algier have weeks too. Mm. You're taking him, you're weren't putting you just, weren't you just hating on Algier like two weeks ago? Oh, I, I I am, and I'm he still. Saying, you're not drafting him for that spot. You're, you're putting him on your bench when you're drafting him, though. So I'm in a bind. It's, it's easy, probably not the worst option. It's a great best ball grab, though. Probably, yeah. That's that makes sense because you don't have to pick the starts where it's going to happen. But uh, you know, scroll down streets. Scroll down. We can't see it. Oh yeah. Hold Thanks, on. Courtney. Appreciate you. I I think one thing that uh needs to be emphasized across all of our strategies with like the late round guys if you're leaving a position for later you really have to go for the high risk high reward guys at the at that position of need you know because at that point you're not really getting this consistent producer that's going to be the steady like the steady producer week after week and you have to go for something that you know could potentially pay off more so you know i don't I don't love some of these wide receivers I'm taking, but I see opportunities for where I'm taking them, them to be able to outproduce that and potentially have this really high ceiling. Bateman and Beckham, are you just banking on getting the one out of the, the bunch? I don't know which one. I'm I'm curious about either, but it's like, hey, I'll fuck around and find out. You know, like <laughs> I, I feel good enough about the other positions where it's like, hey, uh, just need one of you to like you know, get a couple receptions in this PPR, maybe like three for 55, you know, just give me 10 points. I don't, I don't need it to be pretty. Like, like I really don't like, yeah, I'm not looking at these guys like, all right, sweet. 10 touchdowns, hundred receptions, thousand yards. You know, it's like, all right, just, just give me double digit fantasy. You guys points, are ta- taking defenses. Good God. Who's taking defenses? You so have defense in out there. Bakley. Oh, because you put defense on there, streets. I know. It's like, well, it's your fault. It's, it they should be on there because you're, the Kinkos League's probably going to have it on there. But, Fucking be- <laughs> but no, I'm looking at a lot like Gabe Davis. I'm not necessarily the highest on him, but maybe Josh Allen could feed a second up. I'm not the highest on it, but you know, for in being in need of a wide receiver, that's a name I I like. But there's there's a lot of risk. Like my overall strategy here, there's a lot of risk, but especially these wide receivers, you know, it's I, I could be in a really great spot or I could be down bad, you know. But at the same time, like I said, I feel my running backs, my flex, my tight end, my QB, I feel great, great there. And I know sometimes wide receivers, you know, they play that stout defense that week and even the big names only get, you know, three receptions for however many yards. So that's where, hey, I. Uh, don't love my wide receiver room whatsoever, but I'm going to use my next three rounds on wide receivers as well because that's uh, all I really need at this point other than a defense and a kicker. I have my backup tight end with Kincaid. I have four running backs with the RB4 being Swift. I have Lawrence as my QB2. You know, I feel like I can be interchangeable 
a lot of the other spots. And I know that wide receiver is a, especially with a relatively small bench, if it's a redraft, I feel like I could probably get a guy on the waiver wire that is clearly getting more of a role if none of my guys are that. My knock on your strategy would just be that uh, it's a three wide receiver format. So I definitely wouldn't want to leave receiver to Gabe Davis uh, as my wide receiver one. But like, I I get your logic in general. I think I just, yeah, Yeah, with the format, it's rough to leave receivers that late. But I look at a lot of the running backs I'm going against. Like when I have Eckler, JT, and Jones, you know, I I view that as 20 plus every week um, from all three. Like I definitely, Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I'm not asking a lot. I just need them to not be a complete irrelevant. But yeah, I I definitely hear you there. I mean, and that's I have a few approaches, but I'm definitely usually the guy that leaves the QBs for late. But that's also where you know if someone were aggressive, hit me up right after the draft, trying to to make a trade. I'm ready to talk business right now as well. You know, I there's never a wrong time. It's just about when they want to come to me. Uh, Streets with the homer pick there, huh? Getting I like Roshan. Tank Bigsby there. I like Tank at 1210. Oh, you talk about Roshan? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a homer pick for sure. Roshan is yeah. a homer. Right, look, every, every team in the division now, you know, you had to have. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I'm sure everybody saw the Khalil Herbert highlight, right? But what they also didn't see is Khalil Herbert almost also got Justin Fields killed again at the same time on that, right? Yep. So the thing about Floozy is as is as great as Herbert could be with the football in his hands, like he's so bad. Like you're not gonna see him really out there on pass passing downs, period, because of that. Like it's preseason, they're trying to get him to work on it a little bit, but then again, he almost got fields killed. He got lucky that he didn't get fields killed again out there. So Roshan is a as a guy who's probably the best on that team in pass protection. It's gonna get him on the field in those roles. And I think there's enough to where maybe he could start taking some 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 early down work as the kind of the season progresses there a little bit. Uh, Hurt, we've as a Bears fan, of, Tim and I have preached it from day one. Even last year, we told you he, Herbert's just never been a floozy guy. If you know Eberflus and his philosophy and how he likes things done, like he's a get dirty, hit somebody when you're out there type of guy. Herbert's not that back. Mm-hmm. He's very doesn't like contact. He's it's it's just not his forte, and there's a reason why they went and got Foreman and brought him in. There's a reason Roshan's going to see some work in there. It to me, Roshan that is the guy I think at the end of the season that has a shot to come out on top. Yeah, I Herbert, the change of pace guy. That's I think, I think Foreman will get a lot of work. People are kind of sleeping on him. He might, and I think him and you're agree. right. Uh, that's my guy in that offense. Yep. He likes Foreman because yep. he's a he's a he's a floozy type of guy. He's just the right. floozy's very coachy. Like get out there and hit someone. Is it is it a pass blocking scenario? No. Who cares? Go hit someone. Hit someone on the sideline. Just go make hit. Just find someone to hit. And that's not Herbert. And I think that's what they just didn't like about him. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds crazy to say that. I know everybody is out there like, well, he look at Herbert when he touches the foot. I get it. It's just, you know how the NFL head coaches aren't aren't here to help you win a fantasy league. They're just not. <laughs> what do you think about, 
you know, from the preseason game, they talked about the air yards with Fields. You know, he had the, the DJ Moore and the Herbert, but they're like, oh, the air yards, you know. What is your honest take about Fields? I mean, where do you see him as a passer this year? Uh, here's a, You want to know what I saw? I saw his actual weapons help him finally on the field, something he had nothing of last year, zero of that. Like, now he, a play could fold, and he could just ditch it to DJ Moore, and DJ Moore can make a play out of nothing. Um, I think that's or what we see more of this year. Or right? that's where his rushing comes in, right? Yep, or his yeah, – there you go. So – it just helps to have things out there. I don't care the air yards in that preseason. It just all it showed was he has better options out there now, like, and that's what we're looking for there. Because last year he had nothing, absolute. He had he had me out there at wide receiver for him. He that's why I didn't trust. <laughs> he could no, he couldn't even see me. So I didn't throw it to him. Yeah, it's, uh... it was brutal. I don't man watching them weekly last year was tough. Hey, week, but hey, week one. A bad St. Brown brother could block, right? That's Two what he did. Great right? fucking blocker, Streets. He's a, a great, great fucking blocker. <laughs> so I, wanna, a, I need uh, you to explain to me uh, how that works because, you know, it's been a while since I've had to worry about, you know, on Sundays, sitting down at one o'clock or probably going to be more one o'clock this year, watching a, a Bucks game and just no going into the game. This is not going to be a good day. This is not going to be a good day. Ice Cube is not coming to help me out today. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. I'm used to it. So here's why. I'm used to my teams being horrible. I mean, I'm a Bears, White Sox, Orlando Magic fan. So like turning on the game and just being miserable is what I do best. That's just, you're having a bad day. Just turn on an Orlando Magic game, and it'll get worse. To say this, this sounds like this is like your therapy session. What the fuck are you gonna do this year when you're winning on Sundays? I know, no, it's weird. It's I don't know what to do with it. Like I'm not fucking picking a fucking defense or a kicker streets. I'm just not gonna pick. I'm that's gonna make fine. It you I'm don't even know. You stream, I refuse. You stream those. In a, in a, in you a, stream them. That's why we're on the last two at this point. I'm, I'm take kidding. Care. I'm just kidding. I'll take Harrison Butker to make this a thing. <laughs> but yeah, we do have some people on, and then JD does have to come on. So I want everybody to give their chance to to say. We'll go down the list. I'll start with Maddie, who's in the bottom. So Maddie, you want to say goodbye? Talk to tell these yeah, people man, to uh, find thank you where to everything. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... So I've been doing content on and off for about three, four years. Um, love football, love wrestling, all that jazz. Love dynasty, love trades. Um, I'll be on Monday nights with the Roto Slappers, a little halftime heat, doing some shows. You can also find me doing a lot of shorts. I love talking trade value, uh, dynasty profiles, you know, really get in, get out. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So I like I talking trade value, buy or sell a guy, player rank, you know, that's kind of thing. his outcome. Get in there, get out. Um, if you need anything at Maddie Daddy FF on Twitter, guys, definitely pumped to get to meet everybody. I've been kind of out of the Twitter space this summer, just been grinding. Plus, I got three kids, so you know how life is. But yeah, any fantasy football questions, content, anybody needs help or just needs another opinion, definitely here for it. But thanks, guys, for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. I love you, Maddie. Thanks. I Pretty love you good. too, man. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, 
we'll go. Keep, keep going in line. So, Sean, it's all you, buddy. Kiki, do you love me? Never mind. That's what I heard too, Maddie. That's what I heard too. You might not do content yet, but you can tell them where to find you on Twitter. The whole so, yeah, my uh, Twitter handle is the green one. Uh, I don't do any content. You know, I, I met Streets in the Pick Three chat for SFB. That's what I love and, about SFB, by the way. But, right. You know, Scott Fish is all about bringing people together, and he we got connected that way. We both like terrible teams you know we're both white Sox, orlando magic and michigan wolverines who you know always disappoint but we just connected and here we are you know i'm happy to be here this is my first time on the stream on the show and being a part of this group it seems like a lot of fun i've enjoyed my time and hope you'll have me back i'd love to come back that was great this is great so i'm always around love talking sports hell yeah so i'll be back thank you for coming thank you thank you thank you for sure my man, Gator. Man, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyJ77. Uh, and I'm always running some sort of mock. Somewhere, somehow, I'm, I'm, I'm always doing mocks with Fantasy and Frames. Um, doing a lot of the, you know, building all the, building the, the shows, building the uh, the shorts. Uh, Maddie, I need to get with you on, on what you're doing, and that way we can, like, maybe we can do, like, a collab or something Little Matty, hey. little Matty, Daddy, Daddy Gator collab. You know, we get some Dallas. I mean, oh, we get that'd be awesome. in common. Always, right? man. I mean, uh, Malik Davis in common right now. You know, running back over there comes from comes from Florida. So I mean, you know, hey, you know, we could we could we could collab a little bit. Do I'm looking and I'm a liking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, I mean you can you can pretty much that that's where you'll find me is uh, over there at Fantasy and Frames and uh, at, on Twitter at FantasyJ77. A lot of great people at Fantasy and Frames. They do awesome stuff at Fantasy. Yeah, I enjoy it. I connected, you know, with Steph, Stephanie Miller. She's in our pick three chat, SFB. And... Best ball queen, baby. Oh, yeah. She's, She's always, good. she lives that. So everyone on Fantasy and Frames is great. So make yeah. sure you go oh, and the over there. Not coming is just going to be phenomenal. Um, we're, we're basically, we're going to have like four shows going Wednesday night from seven o'clock to 11 o'clock. Every night is just going to be show after show after show after show, everything that we're doing. So it's going to love be- it. Yes. Make sure you also, yeah, like we just said, fantasy and frames. Get over there. Check 30 seconds on the clock here. I mean, these are important picks here, these last two. <laughs> I know. We're, oh, that's not me. Yes. Here goes the kicker. And I'll make a pick. It's all right. Gator Raiders, baby. Why don't you tell them about you before I just screw this pick up? Because I'm about to get auto pick. <laughs> we'll see. I, I appreciate uh, Gator doing that. Uh, I, I met everyone through Fantasy and Frames. I've been looking to get into content for a long time, but haven't quite made the jump. Um, but what I am is a professional draft timekeeper. I'll let you know uh, on the mocks if you're running out of time. I'm always the dude adding somebody. And uh, I'm also the pro draft filler. So, like, if we have two spots tonight, we had a spot. I hit up my homie to hop in at the 11 spot and make sure we were full. So like, that's like, that's my thing, man. If y'all are running mocks, let me know. I love doing that. And uh, rather than shout out any Twitter or anything, I want to shout out uh, one of my favorite hardworking running backs to ever do it. Uh, Alex Collins, rest in peace, man. That was, that was a shock to hear about that. I mean, that, that dude ran hard and then obviously the Irish dance in the end zone. So that sucks. Shout out to a real one. That's yeah. Crazy. Thanks for having me on, y'all. No, tell 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 us where, where everybody can follow you on Twitter. Seriously, yeah. because you you know, 
with you know you and I met through the the Scott Fishbowl mocks that I was that I was setting up. Yeah, and and actually now you are in two of my leagues now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I I'm like I've been the Gatoraders for like three years, and now I'm like trying to aid Gator. So uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so uh, my Twitter is at Willie with an I E Z E E 31. Um, it, unfortunately it might be a lot of politics stuff. Cause that's what I do for work. We won't get into that right now, but uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate all that stuff. Thanks for having me on y'all. You were awesome. Thank awesome. you. Gator Raiders. <laughs> yeah. That's how I knew him. When you when Tim was like, yeah, Gator Raiders is also. I was like, oh man, I mocked with him probably seventy five times, I think, throughout yeah. Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> I was like, I saw, I know exactly who that is. I was like, oh yeah. That's why I sent him the. That's why I asked if he wanted to get down because I was like, I've seen your name six hundred times. I'm now, in a league, I'm now in a league with you. Um, <laughs> okay, Courtney, I, I I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, but absolutely yes, eat Gator. Oh. Eat gator and you can eat gator tail. It is absolutely phenomenal if it's cooked correctly. I've had gator. It's actually it's actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I've had in even in Chicago, I've had gator. Look at that. And it was it's it been, was good. So I was, I will was, agree to that. Yeah, it I was, had gator tenders. Yes, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, that's gator tail. It, it, that's gator tail. That's so it's it's um it's looks like and, like chicken tenders, but <laughs> and it's actually a very um uh very moist. And soft meat, and it's does that was chewy. You pop it was it good. Up, I was actually impressed. No, it doesn't taste like chicken, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like chicken. <laughs> Zach, oh, oh, shit. let you it rip, that? buddy. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. We got to get together again in person sometime. I mean, I know I met both you boys at the Scott Fishbowl live draft out here in Chicago this year and, uh, you know, in our drunken stupor, having some good fantasy talks. That was was a good good time time at that draft. Oh, yeah. No, that was a great time. No, thanks for having (laughs) me. Um, You can find me on Going for Two IOS the Sunday morning pregame show. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Behind the Zach. Awesome. Oh, and also, where's the where's the post game? That last pick. Where's the post draft party at? Where, where, uh, why does it have to come to an end? Uh, well, we're gonna end it, and I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'll I'll hang out and have one with you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just going up because we have our first lady JD going live over on Twitch, ten fifteen Central, eleven fifteen Eastern. So right after you are done here, swing on over to the Twitch. For the first lady, and I personally want to thank you all. Like streets, you fucking first of all put all put all this together. Fantastic job! That video, I'm still thinking about that video, Gator. I'm about to fucking pop again, so I'm gonna keep it calm. Keep it calm, right? No, no, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna keep it calm. I'm gonna keep it calm, right? You said you I want to thank I want to thank all of you seriously. This has been a fucking blast tonight, Zach. It was awesome meeting you, as you said. You coming on? Having a blast tonight. Can't wait to do it again. Gator Raiders, my dude, will definitely be doing this again. Gator, love everything you do with Fantasy and Frames. But, bro, again, thank you for everything you did within this community. I, I probably – I would not know Gator Raiders 110%. Wouldn't – would not know you, obviously. Fucking Sean, obviously, is a huge part of it. Like, thank you. Zach knows you. Thank you. Just thank you for everything that you do, man. Check out Fantasy and Frames. Check out everything that Gator does. Sean. 
It's an absolute pleasure getting down with you tonight, fellow Sox fan. Cannot wait to chop it up with you again. We are definitely going to get down another time. And my God, Maddie, Daddy. Oh, there's the I got pumped up. Love me some Maddie, Maddie, Daddy, the chat. Thank the chat so very much. You guys fucking popped all night. And again, like this video, please, if you enjoyed it, and subscribe to this channel, Sports Wrestling Entertainment. That's what we do. We're on audio. Go check it out. And we got the website, bloodlinenetwork.com, where you can also get our merch. We're sponsored by Dubby. Get on Dubby. Fucking promo code, Bloodline ENT1. So, that's the streets. That's all I got. Thank you again. And to all you guys again, thank you again. Yep. Timmy, you know, TK. You're with me every Monday now as we go through this. So, once again, uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you also. It was a pleasure. We got to get together soon. We only live six minutes apart, and Tim doesn't live too far from us either. So, we're going to have to do something uh, soon. Gator Raiders, it was a pleasure to meet you finally. Now I have a face and I don't have to look at the dinosaurs thing. Like, that, <laughs> although that's great. And I, and I'm still always going to picture the dinosaur dad. Right? For sure. <laughs> With the hard hat on. And that's just not the mama, not, the, not mama. The, the, the dad. And that's how I'm going to picture Gator Raiders. Oh. And Gator, you are the best, my man. Well, just um, do me a favor. Pleasure to meet you through. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say you, Tim and Zach, go meet up. Cool. Whatever. Just don't do it at a movie theater. No, <laughs> we're not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not meeting Zach at a movie theater ever. Um, they're, they're not, I love right. Zach. I'm kidding. <laughs> Sean, you, you that's it. You you did it. You you officially came on a stream, right? This is the first that's time it. ever? First time ever. First time ever. See? That. Th that's awesome, that right? Fun. See? You had a good congratulations. Thank you. I am a, you. super a impressed that you did that. Just I'm, a natural, um, dude. Good I job. know. Appreciate that. Thank you. Good stuff. Maddie, I love you. You know that already. I appreciate I'm gonna talk that. talk to you tonight again. I'll talk to you tomorrow again. So, obviously, I love you. Uh, and, yeah, Monday nights are going to be super, super fun, as always. And we did this because what I enjoy most is everyone's going to have different takes. Mm -hmm. They're going to like different. We might have the same top 30. It might be a different order. After you get past pick 50, we're all going to have different guys that we like. So, I like hearing everyone come together and tell what they like about somebody, what they don't like about somebody. Um, we Look, we debated the second quarterback thing for a while. Some want to do it. Some are going to do this to trade, blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Everyone comes from different ends of the spectrum. So um, I kind of like when we all come together and uh, we get to share that stuff. So I appreciate everyone for tuning in to this one tonight. We will see you next Monday again. Make sure you stick around for JD. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Peace.